Welcome to the family with Ellie Nick, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back with the family. It's time for Team KQ Walzer's third annual Tour de Cure ride. Join me, Doug Sprinthal, Michael Bryant, and a ragtag group of riders as we raise money to fight diabetes. This year, the ride is Saturday, June 1st, and starts at Boom Island. We take the 26-mile route. It's a ride, not a race, so people of all abilities are welcome. It's a worthy cause that raises millions to support research for a cure for this terrible disease. Go to diabetes.org slash kqwalzer or email doug at walzer.com for more information. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What song is this? It's the old theme. Oh, it is. That's why I recommend it. You know what I'm talking about. This used to be the theme of the show? Yep. Long time. What's the name of this song? It's called It's Bad You Know by R.L. Burns. It's called what? It's Bad You Know. Oh, it's It's Bad bad, You Know. know. Should we change it again? It's been a while. It has. Should we get a new theme? The Benny Hill theme? What do you mean? He hasn't used it in 27 years, so we can... I used it for... I did the Gong Show Live for five years, and I used the Benny Hill theme song. What do you mean, the Gong Show Live? I used to do the Gong Show Live. Where? What do you mean? Downtown Minneapolis. Oh. It, remember where Tom Fams used to be? Yes. Oh, well, there sure. There was a room absolutely. called the Caterpillar Room, and I did the oh, yeah. show live I know where that is. every yep. Sunday for five, six years. Really? What happened to Tom yeah. Pham? He still owns the nail salon there in Macy's, and he's got, like, five kids, but he's not married. Didn't he have a problem married. with his restaurants or something? The tax evasion, yeah. And bad checks. Bad checks. Oh, bad checks. Yeah. Well, it's just his crying shame, because... He was a nice guy. Man. And I remember we went nice to that guy. restaurant. Yeah, it, that was where the old Nankin was, right? Listen, no, I blocked down from that. Blocked down. Yeah. Oh, Tom's yeah. a strange guy. You know, he's he's yes, he, is. he came here from Vietnam. She doesn't really know hmm. how to do things legit. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> no, he does. He does. He really just doesn't. He doesn't understand the rules. Oh, it is. Because that, are there rules anymore? I didn't in think Vietnam, there were. In Vietnam, they don't really have those. You know, you just get by whatever you can do. Yeah. We have him on the phone. Uh, we have him on the show and just welcome to the fam. He did Maybe. get he did get a raw deal on that bad check deal though. Oh, did he? Yeah, because did somebody he? somebody was supposed to be. He wrote a check. He actually made a mistake. He wrote a check that somebody was supposed to cover, and they didn't. Oh, and a friend it. of mine did that to me once. I'll yeah. never forget it. Thirty thousand dollar check and we went to jail for it. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, he yeah. lost his license for it. A guy asked me he he wanted to borrow seven thousand dollars. Right, I said. Well, that's great, but I don't have my, I got my work checkbook with me, but I'd have to transfer money into it, so I'll give you the check, but do not cash it for a couple of days. Cause that's, I a, that's exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Don't cash oh, yeah. it for a couple of days. Yeah, right. Well, the guy ran right to the bank and cashed. And it bounced. No. no it they paid it. Oh. Because the, the, the teller happened to know who I was. Right. The only reason, because I was a public figure, they knew who I was, so they cashed it. 
It's like, thanks. Then I get a call from the bank. Say, Tom, you know, you're a couple of thousand short here. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Did he ever yeah. pay you back? Nope. I he just always... paid you back? Nope. And you'd know who I'm talking about, too. Yeah. He's a public figure. He never paid you back? Nope. I always, if it, somebody wants to borrow money, I always think of it, it, it do I want to give them this money? I don't, I'm never like, thinking true. that I'm going to get it back. No, so can, many times I've never got it back. That's the way you have to do it. My, yep. gran my grandfather never taught me much, but he did teach me this. He went to the same bar every day for about 35 years, and his name was Joe, and he sat with, and he's an old Italian guy, and he sat with a black guy named Joe every day I remember you told for 35 me years. And one day Joe said, hey, Joe, can you lend me 10 bucks? And my grandfather said, yeah, no problem, Joe, here's 10 bucks. And he never saw that guy again. That guy never came back <laughs> to the bar. $10. 25 years they sat together. That's, Isn't that amazing? Because yeah. he was yep. ashamed that he didn't have that 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So you okay. lost a friend over 10 bucks. Yeah. So if your friend wants to lend you money and you can't afford to give it to him, right. just say no. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's exactly it. I, matter of fact, somebody told me when I told them that story that he did that to them, too. Wow. Same thing. Apparently he's famous for that. Hey, if Which, it works, people no, will keep doing it. No, if it works, don't keep doing it to your... What was that? No, what are we doing? I don't, it's nobody. Me. I'm telling you, it's just something. Oh, what is that crackling noise, Andy? It's Andy eating a sandwich. Yeah, probably. It was one of their mics. That's what I thought. But I'm not moving intentionally. Somebody touched it. I'm not doing anything. Yes, you did. You're lying. <laughs> I think it might have been ours. He just busts her with Well, it I kind of heard it outside of my headset, so mm. trying to be somebody close. I've just been doing totally this. Yeah, don't worry about it, Alex. You I've just, just been doing this. I don't know how I could <clears throat> have done anything because I haven't moved. Because you're a disaster. See, something is new in the in the office, so Tom's on high alert yeah. for it to not work. What do you mean something's new in the office? These, these, mics. these mics are new. No, so you guys touch like... them constantly. You don't know you're doing it. You constantly touch them. Yes, there you go. That's exactly what it was right there. That's it. I'm telling you, they do it all. they're not used to it yet. There's I think no if you even touch the cord, it does. Oh, even the cord. If you touch the cord. All right, that's good. But it's what? fun. You have to put the cord inside your clothing. You just got to snake it through. No, you do. So let me guess who booked Bobby. Oh, I'm not on TV. Got to stop. You got to blow him out. What? I'm trying to get a hold of somebody. No, just blow it off. Blow them out. Who we blowing up? One of our guest bookers just <laughs> blowing somebody out. Live on the show. Out, not up. Uh, out like is blow, being blown out is much different than being blown up. <laughs> yes, just ask blown off. The science guy. It's different too. I got blown out. I remember when I was 16 years old, working at the garden room at Donaldson's, and I, I was about 10 minutes late. I'm 16 years old, and the manager comes in. He was a very prim and proper manager. He's probably 60 years old, something like that. He comes and he goes, we've got 10 after. And I said, oh, do we? <laughs> You're out. Yeah. <laughs> I got fired in the locker room. Hey, really? Oh, yeah, he fired Zero me. Zero tolerance. Somebody blew their hand off yesterday with homemade explosives. You see that? Oh, no. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, somewhere right here. And then, and then some, you see the girl who you know, or, or killed herself on ricin? No, God, ricin. Yeah, look at that. Which I don't understand. So this girl committed oh, suicide. Nobody does understand. She commits suicide on ricin. First of all, where do you get ricin? And isn't that a nasty way to go? Yeah, no, but it's hard to make. It's not that easy. I would think, but if that, that, that mole repellent stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's got rice in it? No, castor beans. Oh, castor it has beans. castor beans Yeah, but making rice from castor beans is a long process. It's oh, not good. simple. Watching Breaking Bad I breathe too much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that show gave that me... So I, I, I miss watching that show. They're going to bring a movie back on Netflix. Well, did you watch oh, Saul's Series. I haven't Better watched it yet. I'm waiting oh, to watch it. It's, it's good. Husband. It's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It is good. I, I like Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah I do Better too. Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul's a good show. I it's never show. finished it. And what does his brother Bill do? Bill Odenkirk, what does he do? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. He's one of the producers Carpenter. of The Simpsons. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. 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 His brother. So the family's pretty good at making people laugh, it would seem. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of works out that way. 
But yeah, we're supposed to have a guest here, but he didn't uh, call in. So we're going to get a new guest, guest booking service because that thing is very expensive and they don't work. No. It used to work. It used to work, but not anymore. Maybe it's run its course. Yeah, it's several hundred dollars a month. So it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Uh, we're going to wrap that one up. I'm going to call him up and go, you are a bum. <laughs> <laughs> I call him and give him the call Jackie Call Wiley Air. Call him. I just called to say that you are a bum. Oh, the honeymooners. Oh, man, we were talking about the honeymooners this morning. Oh, what a show, dude. How great that was. What a show. Passel talked about this, and I didn't ever see this episode, but apparently it was a live show. It was live on television. It was always live, right? Yep, mm-hmm. it was always live. And apparently, for some reason, somebody timed the sketch out wrong. It was six minutes short, so they just ended the show six minutes early. I didn't know that. Jackie Gleason walks out on camera wearing a bathrobe. He goes, I'm sorry. I apologize. We're six minutes short. So, and he starts singing and dancing. <laughs> he was singing, dancing and telling jokes for six minutes. It was phenomenal. Like yeah, it. he's a pretty cool guy. Oh God, he was. Well, not a great dad though, unfortunately. I remember I watching that show as a kid and it was old then, right? I mean, when, did, when was that filmed? It was black and white. 54 it started, I think. And I remember thinking, she's a housewife. She has a one-room apartment, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> what does she do all day? <laughs> <laughs> what could she possibly be doing all day? The greatness, the greatness of the show is it just was one set. It yeah. was one room. It was one they room. They never left this room. That no. was, that's exactly right. They never went outside. So, oh, they, wait a minute. They went to the lodge a couple of times, didn't they? Oh, did they actually the show them lodge. somewhere else? They would go to the window or to the balcony once in a while. Yes, they would do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. I was telling a story this morning about <laughs> Jackie Gleason was late for the shoot one time. And they have prop food because obviously they're going to put real food back then on the table because the lights were extremely hot back then. Yeah. So they would have prop food. And Jackie Gleason shows up late, so he walks right out on the set, and they're having dinner, and he sits down to have dinner, and as he's sitting down, his hand hits the plate, and it flips over, and the pork chop hits the floor and breaks in half, because it's actually a piece of wood, and live on television, he goes, Alice, that pork chop is overcooked. <laughs> I mean, that's that was fun watching that stuff, because people could actually ad-lib and... Joke around, and it's like that was, that was right before I think I was old enough to really get anything. When I was old enough at that point in my life, I think all in the family was the show. Well, it was a great show, they're bringing that back, you know. But that was the show like my parents would watch and and, and all the time. And how, I got I was old enough to get what? it though. How are they going to bring back all in the family? Well, they're just redoing it with new people, yes. but I mean, what's a black version of all in the family? Oh, they already did that. They yeah, that was on um, in Living Color or whatever. No, I mean they literally made All in the Family. They did with black people. Yeah. I didn't they know did? that. No one watched when? it. When? I know they did it on uh, In Living Color. You yeah, can't. Yeah, you eat it. You're not going to compete with Archie Bunker. No. No, that was a, one not of the most incredible compete. shows ever. You're just not going to compete. With well, and it was it was a show for the times. Right. Yeah. If you watch yeah. it now, there's no way you get away with any of it. No, definitely not. You can't say anything anymore. No, not like they said. Well, one of my favorites back then is when when the, the uh, Jeffersons moved in next uh-huh. door and they had a son named Lionel. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. So no, the mother is Lenny Kravitz's mom. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly right. But honestly, guys, so Lionel would come over to the house, you know, the bunker household, and every time Archie go, <laughs> Lionel, do that thing for me, do that thing. Listen to this, it's great. And Lionel goes. I won't be a letitian. <laughs> and then Archie would just start laughing. He thought it was just hilarious. Uh, that's like, oh that my show god! Unbelievable. It was, uh, but that was great television. I mean, Norman Lear actually took a, a hell of a chance there. That's that was groundbreaking. That was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking writing in that show. Yeah, yeah, because they're actually. I just recently, it just came, popped in my mind. They are going to redo. All in the family. That's what and, I thought. And I. Yep, and something else too. And Jimmy, I think Jimmy Kimmel is going to be the producer for it. So. Oh, well, so that means so, it's going to be as anti-white man as it can possibly be. Yeah, they're saying. What pretty, happened to Jimmy Kimmel? He used to be on the man show. I know. Now he's and just. Now he's just. Ugh. Should be on the. I don't know. The woman show. Okay. Oh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. I mean, what happened to that guy? 
I think he found out how to kiss butt and pander. make it big. Pander, pander, pander. Yeah, what is the other one they're doing? They're all in the family, and there's another it's one the they're doing. Oh, it is the Jeffersons. So the Jeffersons are white now, and they're all in family. No, all the family isn't black here. I don't know. Oh, where. it's not? No. Maybe so I was Woody thinking when you were talking Marissa about. Tomei. Oh, like oh that should Harrison's be good. good. That could be really good. Yeah, both and they're saying good. it's supposed to air May 22nd, including what? Woody. Woody Harrelson. Oh, Week that's right. Today. I think Woody Harrelson's supposed to be Archie Bunker. Oh, what, what, yeah. what network? Uh, um, let me see. CW. ABC. ABC. And then, uh, sorry, this is wording is like really small. And like Marissa Tomei is supposed to play Edith. Well, what are you? What are you? Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes is George and Louise Jefferson. Re- who's who's the guy? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. He's, good he's good. Wanda Sykes. Well, they yeah. spent a lot of money on this oh, thing getting those Sykes people. Yeah. Wanda Sykes. I don't like Wanda Ellie Sykes. Ellie Kemper is Gloria. She's Will Ferrell. She's crabby, but she's good. Oh, ish. Will Ferrell. Oh, I, I like Ellie Kemper. Ugh. And then Justina Mikado as Florence Johnston. So. I don't know who that is. Now, I, Will Ferrell, what is the attraction there? It's the same stupid joke over and <laughs> He's over. He's hot and cold for me. There's some movie. Like, I like I Elf. Loved, I loved Elf. Elf I loved Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights was good. Yeah, yeah, but then there's some. I love Step Brothers, too. That was yeah, good, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. really good. Except Stepford. for the new one where they the did Sherlock. Holmes and Watson. Yeah, I, just, I heard oh, that was God. just terrible. I didn't even bother going to see that one. Yeah, he's just one of those hot and cold kind. He's either really funny or the movie's just dumb and not funny at all. Is so. he, is, does he actually do the Burgundy podcast or is it somebody else? Ron, that does? Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Does he have a He probably yeah, does do oh, it no, himself. Of, does he do it himself? I get it. It's, it's one of the top yeah. podcasts. I just didn't know it if it's actually him doing it. I think it is. One of my favorite things he did is he, him and the Black drummer. Anchorman's a great movie. Yeah, the drummer from uh, <laughs> uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. They look identical. And they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's yeah, like they they're doppelgangers. Yeah, they and they are. did a, um, a drum off. Yeah, I've seen that. On, was it? Jimmy Fallon. It was a Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah that was a pretty cool skit yeah, how they it. did that. But, yeah, I, I mean, I like Will Ferrell. It's just. But he didn't compete with Red Hot Chili Peppers, too. No. <laughs> I wouldn't imagine. No, he, he, yeah, I wouldn't his imagine. final finale, he brought out the cowbell. Yeah. And then Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, came out and started funny. singing Blue Oyster's Calls. <laughs> that cowbell sketch was a good sketch. <laughs> it was hilarious. That was a great sketch. You didn't like Anchorman, huh? No. I didn't care it's for it. It's too accurate. Really? <laughs> it is. It's too much like real anchor people. That was people. probably campy, though. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple minutes with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK spring savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Love it. Songs made the hit parade. <laughs> Even just that. Just, yeah. Just out there, man. So what I'm thinking of 
is called seven o. Seven o four Hauser, which was actually made by Norman Lear. That was their yeah, their address. Yeah, it was a black family. It was basically an inverse of All in the Family, a mm. black family with a conservative son and a Jewish girlfriend. Um, How long did that last? Three episodes. They, they made six, but only aired five. I knew it was only yeah. a few. Lasted fewer than lasted less than a month. Mm. The all-time so. record is still held by who? Got a new? Got a series that lasted one and a half episodes. One and a half. One and a half. They cut it off at halftime of the second episode. How's that possible? Because it was live. Oh, they just stopped it. In the yes, apparently we've had enough. Well, I, know, I know there's a show called Heil Honey, I'm Home. Oh, that's what? right, Heil Honey, I'm Home. Oh. Which is about the uh, suburban life of Hitler and Ava Braun. <laughs> that didn't even last one episode. It did not last it one episode. Why would anyone think that's okay? Who, yeah. like, who, who signed off on that? Yeah, like, who pitched like, that and got that through? Executives at NBC, like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. Let's, let's sign off on this. Oh, wow, you can watch the full uncut Heil episode honey on YouTube now. If you want Heil to. Honey well, Heil Honey. Heil Honey. Wow. Disney put out a Donald Duck. Hitler. Yeah, they did. Cartoon, I, I've seen where it. Where he's having a bad but dream. Wasn't that, had... that was a, right, that was a long time ago, right? Yeah, that right was during at, the was, war. Yeah. Right after, it was yeah. right after the war. But he's walking around Donald Duck. Times were different then, though. I know. <laughs> but the mustache just, at the end of his beard. He's walking around and Heil Hitler. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He's Times were different Kampf. then, though. You could do stuff. Mein Kampf. I'd like to read Mein Kampf at some My point. My struggle. Yeah, just to I don't know. My struggle. Just would be interesting, you know, the inside, inside the mind of a lunatic kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know if you can ever get inside the mind of a you lunatic. You know what? I don't I want took... to read any of it. I went to some of the concentration camps and. I've been to Dachau. I don't want anything to do with any of it. No. Oh, man, too depressing. It depressed me for, I went to the ones in Poland and it just depressed me for months. Oh, I could see that. Dan and I went to Dachau on our honeymoon. (laughs) Yeah, that's the nice job. Like everybody does. Very romantic stuff. I saw the big rooms full of hair and teeth. Oh, God. I just saw the the Holocaust Museum when I saw the the The, box car with the shoes. The one in D.C.? That's a great museum, though. We saw that in, wasn't that? D.C. In, no, yeah. That's, D.C. Yep. That's and a great mo- museum, though. Yep. Amazing yes, museum. Yes, it is. One really of the nicest good. ones, well, not nice, but the most yeah. informative Holocaust museum you'll ever yeah. go to. Even nicer than the ones in Germany and Poland. It's a really nice museum. Yeah, it is. It's uh, very depressing. But very informative. Yes. You'll really learn what's, what happened. Right. I agree. D.C. is an amazing city for that. They have so many, and now it's, everything's free. No, the Smithsonian's there, for God's sake. I know. It's all free. Great stuff. All right, you know, I've been talking about this on on this show and the KQ Morning Show for quite some time, that I really wish these political pricks in Washington, D.C. would stop wasting our money. What about the ones in Minneapolis? And them, too. (laughs) To stop wasting our millions and millions and millions of tax dollars. Three stories today. Just noticed them just now. Didn't look for them. They just popped up. White House rejects House Judiciary's request for documents, so they're not getting them. Mnuchin, tax return fight likely will be headed to court. They're not getting those either. And Jerry Nadler, well, oh. we're probably not headed for impeachment. Uh, oh, you, did, Why did you waste all did, our did money want, on you, this? You guys want to hear something about Nadler? Oh, How long has Nadler been in office? Since he weighed about 600. Do you know... <laughs> Do you know the whole time Nadler's been in office, he's only legislated one thing to change the name of a post office? What a shock! I swear it's not. It's not that's not that's uh, factual. At that work. is factual, man. The whole time he's been in office, he's only done one thing, and that was to change the name of a post office. I just why would you stop wasting our tax money on this impeachment? It was never ever gonna happen. It can't. It can't I told you said that a long time. Uh, it can't happen. It's, impo- it's almost impossible. No, Amer- and me and Doug got a little spat about this on Facebook. You no. knew Sprinthal? Yes. Really? Yeah. Because did you just say Facebook? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no American president has ever been successfully impeached. Period. Period. And and Doug's like, uh, 
yes to have. I'm like, well, Bill Clinton, I, well, everybody said, everybody Clinton. was like, Nixon was in peace. I'm like, no, Nixon no, was not in peace. No, he was not in peace. Bill Clinton was in peace, but he didn't get kicked out of office. No, he did he not. He got to finish three more years, so he really wasn't impeached. He got, he, the Senate let him go. They I said, thought Andrew yeah. Jackson was impeached nope. and they kicked him out of office. Nope. That never happened? No, no, no. God, it was just a couple years before I was born. <laughs> No president, and this is where Doug, Doug will split hair. I go, no sitting president has ever been impeached. And he said, well, you have to be, you have to be sitting to be impeached. Like, a duh, like, like, he thought I meant, like, you have any, an ex-president. He goes, well, ex-presidents can't be impeached. I'm like, well, who cares? That's what I say. But Doug was, you know, he likes to split the hair to, yeah. You know, that, that I love Doug, but when he gets in that political mode, he kind of just got to say, okay, and walk away. Just well, his dad was a professor at Harvard. You got to I know, I know. I, like <laughs> yeah. I said, I love Doug. But no, you, Doug's a I great get, guy. I get too, uh, I don't know, triggered, I guess. All of this stuff they keep talking about on CNN and Fox and all the rest of it, it's never, ever going to happen. Let it go and get back to working for the tax. I can tell you right now, Trump will finish his term. Oh, there's no doubt about Here. that. Yeah. I mean, there's no he, question. It might even get four more years. He could. Why would he want mm. to go again? Why would he want to put up with this? Well, I, I mean, whether you like him or I, don't I like him, it. personally, how could you stand to have I, everybody I, after I you all it. the time? Oh, God, I said again. it before, before he was even the nominee. I said it in the Star Tribune. I was on the front page of the Star Tribune with my face this big, and it said, why, why Trump would have my picture. You can look it up. And I said in that article, he wants to break the system. Yeah. Whether you like him or don't yeah, like him, yeah, I want to see the system. system broken. I want to see it broken. It is break a terrible it. system. Break it. Break the system. I don't broken. care who does it. Somebody do it, and he's, he's going to break it. He's stirred up the pot more than anybody's ever stirred up the pot. Mm, I think that's probably true. He has stirred quite a bit. Well, he just <laughs> love a lot of stirring going on. The sheer on. amount of power he has over nearly half the country... He doesn't even have to do anything, and they're constantly thinking about him every second of every day. Well, it, it cracks me up that he does, the media thinks about him every second of every yeah, day. Yeah, that's all <laughs> they ever do is think about Donald Trump, and he doesn't even have to do anything. I know. He literally just has to sit there as president, doesn't even have to speak, do you know and kid, the media will just obsess about him. Do you him. know kids in China put his picture up on their bedroom walls? That's weird. Stacked. Why? They idolize him. Really? Oh, absolutely. In China? Oh, Why? absolutely. Oh, they're doing with the tariffs then. We're going to cut them back? He's very idolized in China. <clears throat> really? Because he's known to be, you know, it's, before we ever knew who he was, he was just the richest guy in America. Oh, yeah, I know, suppose so they, that's true. They idolize that. Oh, I did not know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Asian culture success is... Oh, it's, all, it's everything. You have to be successful. It's everything. Well, well, there's a reason we that... Could that move to suicide China. is, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason <laughs> suicide God. is so high... <laughs> And they have such high incidences. Well, that's where I'm going when I die, you know. Dying from overwork. You going to China? Yeah, I'm going to be the Amazing American Mummy. I didn't tell you that. No, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. I remember that. Mummified, and I'm going to be the. So King Tut's doing about 65, 70 million a year King right now, Tut. and he's probably the, the biggest touring mummy in the world. But there is no American mummy. No, there's so not. So I'm going to be right. the first, the Amazing American Mummy, and my first thing is I'm going to China, then eat, then India. Oh, I thought you were going to go to one of those forests and commit suicide. I thought that's what you were going to Oh, the suicide forest in <laughs> Japan? No, I'm going to be amazing. I'm going to tour for the rest you're of the eternity. You're really going to do this? Oh, absolutely. When, okay. you're gonna, when you do it, I'm going to show up there and stand and go, God, he finally shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so are we, get, are we talking like a full display, like you sitting at a table? Oh, everything. All my, all my stuff, all, everything is full, full. On a bike? Yeah, full full tour, like King Todd. Man. <laughs> and now, uh, you know, Nancy's like what, King Todd, I'm man. already working on the website. <laughs> Everything will be ready when I die. There's Wait, a, when are you dying again? In about 300 months. There's a, a new form of mummification that they foam fill you so you don't get oh, all nice and foamy. Again. So <laughs> no, it's all your full body, though, your full size. Oh. So you don't totally that shrink so to weird. nothing. Oh, okay. You know, I'm going to get a little extra in the cheeks. And <laughs> Have you seen those? Be well or facelift? <laughs> Instead of having like a normal wake, they will position the body like like what they would normally do every like, day, like sit at their coffee or their kitchen table having coffee. Like taxidermy? 
Basically, that's but, but I'm what really it is. not. I'm really not kidding. It sounds real. What? Like, I'm, I'm really, serious. Why are you doing this? I'm really not kidding. Is this your way of living forever? It, it, it actually yes. is. And I'll okay. tell you where I where I got the idea was there was a movie being shot shot in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and they wanted to use an old haunted house on the boardwalk. So they said, yeah, go ahead and you know you shoot whatever you want. So there was a mummy hanging from sailing in one of the hallways. They go, we need to take this mummy down because it's in our shot. And they said, yeah, do whatever you need. Well, they took it down and it got broken. Well, they said, no problem, our prop master will fix it. And the prop master went to fix it and goes, this is a real person. Oh. <laughs> and so now I went to get all to see. Well, they found out this was some outlaw that some sheriff had shot in, the, in like the 1930s and out west and Carney's got a hold of it, and they took it on tour, and now it's been so it's been on tour for a hundred years, and then now it's in a haunted house and season. So I'm like, Dad, that guy had a great time. He didn't just get put in the ground and ate by maggots. He got <laughs> to see stuff and see people. So and then well, I then I realized how much he didn't. But then I realized how much <laughs> King Tut makes, and I put it together. I'm thinking I could provide for people that I love for for generations to come. That include me. They didn't be dead. Damn. So how much would you charge for me? Well, King Tut exhibits $60. Here's my point. This is my, my ultimate goal will be the amazing American mummy featured. Oh, you're going to be the amazing American mummy. Amazing American mummy, yeah. How about spectacular? What's, what's, Why not just go with spectacular? What, okay, spectacular. No, amazing, amazing is better. That's a, a better Amazing American. Oh, okay. it rolls off your tongue here. Right. With special guest King Tut. <laughs> I will get better than King Tut. Because oh I'm God. telling you, if you're an American oh right now and you go to remote China or remote India, people freak out, man. Oh, yeah. They just want to touch you they and feel you. Oh, right yeah, and sure. imagine going there as a mummy. The amazing American mummy in China, in India. You will sell out. People every give you a shekel. I bet you that's true. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I can't I'm wait to see it. You, it will be a whole well, I won't run. know because I'll be dead apparently. <laughs> well, I hope that you're not, but I'm going to well, be dead. Right, when are you going months. public? I hope you're not going to I'm going to go public before I die. Okay. What do you mean about your... No, wait, wait. I'll throw you a hundred bucks. Before, I'm, I'm telling you, Catherine, this is a home run. This, will, <laughs> this, this is a home I'm run. I'm telling you, there's no competition. I got enough to, there's nobody. Go to Unless the... one of us dies before you. <laughs> and but, but I already have, I already have amazing American money, money, mummy .com, so. Oh. Go to the podcast and vote. Astonishing American Will it money. be the greatest money. thing in history? It'll be successful. That's all I know financially. So who'd you tee this up with, Ted Williams guy? i tell you what, everybody that I did bring it up to, money-wise, won in. Really? Absolutely. Well, I suppose it does make sense. How much sense. does it cost to mummify yourself? Not very much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't imagine. It's not very and much not at cheap. all. Very much. It's very cheap. Especially the new technology. Well, I don't think they're demand that, is very uh, high. They're, putting, they're just technology. throwing some fix-a-flat in there. They're just <laughs> it's, it's pretty much what it is, man. It's like a spandafone. It's that great stuff that you buy at Home Depot. They just put a whole, they drain all your fluids, they put that great stuff tube in your belly and But I am going to get a little extra around the eyes, yeah, little cheeks. Might as well look good. Oh, I'm going to look yeah, good. I'm going to look good forever. Speaking of looking good, Wednesday shows make even me look good. I'd like to point that out. Disaster. That's a good, that is a good idea, though. I'm telling you. I do think I'm it's a good you, idea. You, everybody out there is listening. Keep your, watch out for the amazing American mummy. Tell your kids. Watch out for the amazing American mummy. Tell your kids. Tell, they're going to make, they're gonna make kids, kids. I might even get a movie deal out of you this. You might. But I'll be dead. I was going to say, who's going to... And I don't, like kids. Takes, I don't have any kids. I don't have any kids. Definitely shoot some, you know, four story. I guess. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> Nancy, you know, she wants to run away from me right now, but why? Because of this amazing American mommy thing. <laughs> I'm all in, dude. It's a great She's idea. Like, I know. Oh I'm God. all in. But oh, wait a minute, you're not dragging her with you, are you? No, but I do want to take the cat. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a horse. I want the cat. Oh Ooh, God. the Clydesdale. I want to hold that the cat. Over big. Yeah, but that's going to be too hard to, to tour. Did yeah. you, okay, speaking of, that, speaking of that, you guys have to watch. Anybody, you'll be, I'm telling you, it's going to sound like it's boring, but watch. There's a three part series on Netflix called Circus. Mm -hmm. And it's about the great American circuses of, of, all, of times. 
And I'll tell you what, you watch this, you will be blown away. The, the I've circus never is, been to a circus in my life. You, Chum, you have to watch the circus. It's there. only three parts. They used to do these spectaculars where they'd come in the city. They'd have like 400, they'd be riding 400 camels, 700 horses, Why 700 not? pulling carts, and about 200, 25 elephants coming into a city like New York City down Main Road. And they, they put on these shows that were just, it's uncomprehendable how much wildlife they had with them and how many animals they had with them and how many freaks there'd be like someone would have four thousand members did they have a clock and and they ding, ding. no <laughs> and they would travel the series because they travel all over the world that was how we put it within your eyesight <laughs> yeah. right i don't even know what that clock means that's how much segments, segments, segments man stop talking one of the things I like about L.A. Nick is he, he feels, for some reason, he has to convince Catherine more than everybody else. <laughs> I just love that. We'll be back right after this with the family. Because I know she'll make you... What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here. You've heard me talking about how I've lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months thanks to the Nutramost Wellness Plan. Nutramost uses breakthrough technology that customizes the plan, giving you the tools to lose weight and keep it off. One of the many reasons that it works is that you eat real food the entire time. So after you hit your goal, you'll know exactly what to order at restaurants and what to buy at the grocery store. This doesn't happen with a diet plan where you drink shakes, eat prepackaged foods, or take drugs. Find out how and why Nutramost is unlike any other weight loss plan by scheduling your immediate consultation or attending the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, May 6th at Jake's in Plymouth. I'll see you there. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Dinner or schedule your immediate consultation. Call 763-333-7337. That is 763-333-7337. We have this playing as your music. No, it's King King Nick. King Nick. Yeah. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen. The book, Adulting 101, Wisdom for Life, and it actually says hashtag Wisdom for Life, so I'm going to go the whole route. Pete Hardesty, how you doing, Pete? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing extremely well. I'm. Please go on tour, and, and this Adulting 101, go on tour, and would you tell everyone to grow up? Because I swear to God, nobody grows up anymore. What's the problem? <laughs> I know, I know. It's a little bit of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> it's a huge problem, actually. Adulting, to grow up, uh, to do grown-up things and have responsibilities such as a working full-time, paying rent, or owning a car. Basic life skills go mostly untaught in classrooms. Yeah, what? You know, we kind of did that. When I was in school, Pete, you know, it was quite a while ago now, but they did teach you how to grow up, how to, you know, maybe look at what you want to do with your life. They don't do that anymore, do they? They don't know. It's more we moved from preparation to protection. Instead of preparing and protecting, we wrap them in bubble wrap. And uh, we don't want them to get sick. We don't want them to get a broken arm. And we also uh, also inhibit their growth by doing that. <laughs> yeah, and why? how did that happen? Was this about, uh, were there law angles here? Were there legalities got involved? Why did we stop teaching people, hey, this is what it means to be an adult. You have a job, you have this, you pay your bills, you maybe have a car, whatever the, the deal is. Why did we lose focus on all of that? Do you know? 
You know, as I've done a little research, I think, honestly, Tom, most of it came from a good place. Most of it came okay. from parents and, and maybe administrators or teachers trying to protect kids, trying to give them uh, not, not, you know, upset the apple cart, make sure. And then I think it's kind of gotten out of hand where now the, the trophy generation we know. But when you, when, you, uh, when you go to apply for a job, that you got trophies all growing up, then there's nowhere to put that on the on the application. You know, they don't care. Right. <laughs> and uh, and so right. kids are very fragile. Yeah. Well, that's very. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Americans are really <laughs> fragile now. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And and college, high school, they just don't prepare us for the real world like they used to. It used to be, hey, you're going to have to make it. Now it's there. There's also some backup plans that didn't used to exist. I knew when I was I knew when I was graduating, there wasn't a chance that I was going to be able to come back into my parents' house. No way, no how. You know. And, <laughs> not uh, now. now that, yeah, yeah, not a shit. But now there's this backup plan that I think is also taking the risk out of, and and good risk is actually healthy. Good risk helps us grow. And a lot of kids just don't have that now. Yeah, I could I can see that. I, I like this. Adulting 101 is a clever, practical, and timely guide to show how to find a job and be wildly successful at work. Buy the items you need as an adult. Set goals, prioritize, and get work done. Communicate professionally and effectively. Save and invest wisely. Navigate personal and professional relationships. Avoid the common mistakes of being out on your own. And much, much more. You know, it's interesting. Just yesterday... Um, I do this show from a studio with all the people on uh, on the afternoon show, but I do a morning show as well, and I don't work out of the same building as everybody else on the show. They work in one building, and I work in a different building. And they asked me uh, yesterday, hey, would you come in uh, a week from Thursday and do the show? And I said, no, absolutely not. And the reason I told them that is I can't afford to be around other people because I never know what they're going to claim that I did when I was there. It's just too dangerous now. You know what I mean? I mean, it's seriously, it's like, oh, he said this to me yeah. when I... Yeah, I'm not doing that. Pete, I'm not going to be exposed to somebody saying, oh, he right. he put his hand on my shoulder in a sexual manner. It's like, what? How do you go, hey, good job, pat somebody in the back, and yeah. now, now that's all of a sudden sexual. I mean, what happened to us? I just... Look, from the time I was a little kid, I grew up in a very, very poor family, but I knew from moment one, I was going to work like a madman and be very successful at whatever I tried to do. Luckily, I got many, many breaks in my life, and and it's worked out. But I don't hear that anymore. Mm What generation started this? Was it Gen X? Yeah, uh, this this target uh, it kind of it's a blurry line between those those generation labels. Really, we're looking after uh, anyone entering the real world, so maybe seniors in high school, seniors in college, and then in their twenties. Um, so more of a Gen Z uh, than than millennials, but millennials have really benefited from it also. Check out this said in 2017, 31 percent of millennials between the ages of 25 and 35 were still living. At home with mom and dad, twenty-five to thirty-five. What? That's crazy. And then Tom, to your point, yeah. Now, right now, this is the stat from just about a month ago. More than seventy-five percent of Gen Z members believe they should be promoted in their first year on the job. Yes. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's like, right. Like you said, Tom, you were ready to work like a dog, work hard, and let that work move you up in five years or ten years mm-hmm. but a lot of our young people want they want they want the job they think they deserve the job right now that they should have when they're 34 not 24 and yeah. this is the problem you know pete i saw the same thing that that they 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 want to make and this was part of the whole study but well, actually it was a, a questionnaire it wasn't really a study it turned out to be a study because of the answers they got but uh, a lot of Gen Z people think that they should make 100000 a year to start, and after one year they should be promoted into management. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, when they're 23. When they're 20, yeah, yeah, 22, when they're 20. Yeah. Let me make 100. <laughs> hey, 
I don't know if I, I've never made 100 G's. <laughs> well, you're probably, well, yeah, but you're only 19 years old, so that's good. You got a couple more years ago. You're only 19, so. <laughs> How do we how do we change all this? Obviously, your book <laughs> will, will help. How do we change the thinking here and go? No, we, you actually do have to make an effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think all is lost because good. Even though this generation, you know, of twenties and thirties are are have some of these characteristics, they're also the most globally aware generation we've ever had. Of, mm-hmm. of course, some of that is their phone. Happens on the other side of the world. It pings their phone in their pocket like it does yours and mine. But, you know, uh, they're also, they also want to change the world. They actually want to do good. All the ones I've had personal experience with, and that's a lot, they really do want to change the world. But just they're maybe not. We have to help them see that you have to have a crockpot mentality, not a microwave. <laughs> Everything they have is a microwave. That's good. I like that. I'm going right? to steal that one from you. That's smart. <laughs> Tom, when I ordered stuff, mail order, when I was in high school or college, you know how long it took? Four to six weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They order stuff, and they're used to two-hour shipping. I live in Washington, D.C. I just saw Amazon. I can get something in two hours. And they have the same mentality around work, around their career, around uh, relationships, and that is not how it works. But they want to be maybe... Maybe somebody wants to go into, um, you know, into uh, publicity and PR and, and media, and they see Tom Bernard. Like, okay, I want to be that. They don't know that if you spent twenty to thirty years to get your career. They think they're gonna they're gonna do it just overnight, and so they yeah. overestimate what they can do in the short term. But on the flip side, they also underestimate what they can do in the long term. And I think a lot of us do that as well. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I know that we we've got people here in their 30s and their 20s. Um, so what do you guys think of that? Now, you, do you think it's because of social media? Do you think it's because of gaming? Because there's an immediate response to everything you do in social media and gaming? I think, think it's just technology in general. I mean, in technology's general, yeah. job is to make everything more convenient mm-hmm. and quick and, and that easy. instant gratification. Yeah, so it's the just... instant life. It is, yeah. Instant, you know. Well, and like your internet, you know... Dial up used to take yeah. forever. <laughs> that might right. take a while. It would take, oh, it would take 40 that. minutes yeah. to see a boob. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's. And you'd sit there and wait for it, too. Yeah. And now it's, you know, you're. So that, that's it with social media and gaming. Uh, you know, when I was, when I was in college, you know how many people I knew, uh, what they were doing in the summer? Like three. The guys, mm-hmm. my buddies from college, and maybe a neighborhood friend. Now you can look on, and let's just say, let's just say you follow on Instagram. Let's take Instagram, very popular with college and young 20s. And let's say you follow 730 people. Most people follow more than that. But let's say you follow 730 people. That means any one day, today, when I go on, I have my phone in my hand, I look on Instagram, Two people every day are having the best day of their entire year. <laughs> I get to see I get a win. <laughs> right? And I'm home alone, or I just got my 19th uh, rejection for this job application. Uh, and then it also means that any, any, any one day, 25 to 30 people are having the best day of their entire month. And I'm having trouble rubbing two nickels together to, like, buy my lunch. <laughs> We're having the best day in our month. So it's given us a window into this comparison game that has been, uh, you know, and, and I love what you mentioned about gaming. Everybody's a hero in, in the gaming yes. world, right? Like yes. Most games, especially the guys play, are like you are a hero. You're an epic hero. And I think, I think young people want to do that. We just have to show them how. And it's not sitting on your couch playing video games for nine hours a day. Uh, that's not going to be how you be a hero. You're going to actually go out and change the world. And they want to, they just don't know how. We have to help them know how. I think they need to be taught reality first. Because they're kind of in a non-reality <laughs> yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. No, it is non-reality. You're absolutely right about that. I, uh, yeah. You know, Pete, I've been doing the same morning show for 34 years now. Uh, 34 years I've been on that show. And when we get new people on it, 
they are convinced after about two weeks that they're equal to me as far as why the show is popular. <laughs> it's like, what? You know, could you give me just I a... Know, I, know some, I know some of those people. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. They just think that they're they're really important because, you know, now people start to recognize them in public and it goes right to their head. It's unbelievable. So I just have a hit squad. Person, no, I don't. The person who's not on your show anymore, she was like that. There are several of them. Well, the one that was on, you know, the uh, crazy one. Yeah. Was, you mean Catherine? <laughs> not this show. In any case, show. ladies and gentlemen, Pete Hardesty. Adulting 101, hashtag wisdom for life. Pete, I think it's a great message. I'm really glad you, you wrote this because we need it more now than we ever have. We just got to get back on the right track and say, yep, you can, you can achieve whatever you wish to achieve, but you're going to have to work for it, which I think is a great message. Yep. Pete, you're a good yep. man. No, that's, that's it. Uh, the, big message, the big message of the book is they can do it, right? They can do it. Millions and millions have done it before. But it's going to take some work, and it's going to take some wisdom. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, Pete, our our pleasure. Come back soon, man. I love talking to you. Oh, we love it. We love it. Thanks, Thanks Pete. Pete Hardesty, ladies and gentlemen, Adulting 101. Say, but, where, say where he lives at. Connecticut. Um, yeah, he lives in Connecticut. Okay. Right I was just curious. Like you think? Do you guys know that you're in your 20s and Thursdays? No, Thursdays. Yeah, good. Thursdays. 20s and 30s. Do you see teenagers now maybe thinking, taking it even further and saying, "I don't really want to work for anything. I just should. Oh, I should all just come." Oh, I could go on. For <laughs> she has. She has kids like that. I have. Yeah, that's amazing. Almost, almost 17 year old, uh, almost 15 year old, a 14 year old. And it's two 12 year olds. So, yeah, I know exactly what that means. Yeah, I mean, they think that they should just get everything handed to them, and that's just how life is. And if, if you don't believe that that's true, then you're mean to me. You know what? Like, I hate what? Well, I know. I, I'm the worst person. I'm so mean. We're yeah. going to be that way. You know what? I, I hate to say it, but I kind of was like that as a kid. Were Every you? kid is like I kind of was. I, I was like, never I kind of like was that. like, I, I should just have it. Well, they're in for a reality check. Well, so. <laughs> and I think I think about that with you know like Fawn. Her entire life, she'll have everything available to her yes, at any that's moment. True. You that know, is very true. And yep. so she'll say things. You know, something every once in a while she'll be like, "Well, let's just go to the store and get a this, or yeah, let's right, just get right. another one, or something." And if like if she breaks something, I'll be like, "Well, now it's broken." Well, let's go buy a new one, and I'm like, that's not how it works, you know. No, exactly. So it's yeah, I have I have to actively teach her because I mean, yeah, we could just go out and buy a new whatever, but yeah, I don't want to because no, you, you broke can't. it, and that's just not how things work that's, around that's, here, that's, you know. That's the problem with a lot of kids. Their yeah. parents just go buy them a new one. Yeah. Did you did you tell her though that well, you know, when I was a kid, it was different. My parents did just go buy me a new one. Yes. <laughs> Hey, well, hey, I cleaned stalls for money. Yeah, I know you did. And Thank that, you very and that's much. I was the young, I was the baby in my family, so I was a spoiled kid. Yeah. You were? Oh, absolutely. Still you am. You are. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow with the family.